Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing you the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction, hopefully in a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper. I'm your host of this podcast, also lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Usually, I give a special shout out to our producer, Elijah Merrill, but I'm going to be uh, interviewing Elijah uh, for these next two podcasts. And, and so our producer for these two is Dave Wright. And so I'll give a special shout out to him and thank him for, for being a part of this podcast. Elijah, it is great to have you with us. Uh, I've been excited about this time together and uh, just to be able to, to be able to interview you and let people be able who don't maybe not know you know your heart. Yeah. Uh, you bring a lot to our team. Uh, you were uh, our technical director. Here at the church, which which uh, is is a pretty loaded title, with all this stuff that you do, uh, including producing this podcast uh, week after week after week, um, but it, but it's great to have you here with us. Yeah, thanks, man. It's a it's it's a real honor to be able to be on this side of the microphone, and you know, it's uh, there's it's it's nerve wracking a little bit. You know, I'm I I'm usually on the other side for a reason, um, <laughs> but uh, it's great to be here. Good, good, good. We're gonna jump right on in. Uh, I want people to get to know you, not just hear my voice. So, um, talk to me a little bit about how did you get connected to Crosswinds? Yeah, so um, you know, Crosswinds has uh, has always just been home. You know, um, I, I grew up at Crosswinds from a from a super young age, probably like three or four. My family, uh, that's how old I was. My family started attending and um, grew up in the area. Born and raised, um, Canandaigua and the Finger Lakes, and. Um, so it's just my my memories have always been attending Crosswinds. So it's safe to say you don't have a memory of not being connected to Crosswinds. <laughs> no, no, I don't. That's great. That's great. In fact, you were talking about, you know, where we have our staff offices mm. uh, used to be the children's wing. Yeah. And so before you were on staff, many, many, many years before, <laughs> yeah. uh, you were running these halls as, as one of our children and children's ministry, yep. as far as that goes. Yeah. That, that's sort of cool to think about. Um, share with me um, your story of, of how you received Christ. When did you receive Christ as Savior and Lord? How did it happen? Was it a part of Crosswinds? I don't know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, since I can remember, we were always told, you know, who Jesus was and um, how much he loved us and that he loved us so much that he sent his son to die for our sins and um, that he ultimately was was our Lord and Savior. My That's what my parents believed and um, what they tried to instill into, you know, into us as kids. Um, but I don't think, it, I don't think I really, I, I made that decision to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior until, until high school. Um, I, you know, being raised to know Jesus, you sort of, you sort of, at least in my experience, and I think my sister, my, my, my sisters can attest to this a little bit too, but, you know, you're kind of raised with Jesus there, you know, and like sort of in this relationship with him, but it didn't really become real for me until, until high school. And, um, my, my faith story of, of accepting Christ is, um, it gets a little deep and, and heavy, you know, um, I, uh, just full transparency, honesty, um, you know, when I was, when I was 15, 16, so I was junior in high school, um, I was severely struggling with depression, anxiety, substance abuse, perfectionism, just everything, you know, you name it, I probably had a little bit of it going on. And um, uh, thoughts of, like, 
self-harm and, you know, just issues that um, looking back now are just like ugly and terrible, you know, and I hate that are still things that to this day I know people 15 and 16 students are dealing with still, but um, so I was, I was dealing with those things. And um, when I was, when I was 16 and uh, like I said, junior high school, I, 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 I attempted to end it all and, um, and to take my own life and uh, was unsuccessful, thankfully, praise God, you know, um, I, I didn't have, I was very ill-equipped to do that, thank goodness. Um, and so, uh, it was, it was after that point, um, that point in my life that, uh, I sort of, I sort of hit this lull, you know, of, of like rock bottom, like what now? Um, and, uh, one night just after feeling like, just like absolutely worthless to a point, um, I was listening to some music and, uh, uh, Break Every Chain by Jesus Culture came on my shuffle and, um. I just, I had this gut-wrenching moment of clarity, and it was the first time ever to my memory that I, I vividly heard God speaking to me and saying, you know, Elijah, I can break your chains. Um, this is not what you were made for, and come and find rest, you know, in me. And um, just, a, just a, a crazy, overwhelming, you know, night just sitting in my room with headphones on and, uh, just as like like I said, this moment of clarity, um, and so that night I like to say uh, I've sh- you know shared my testimony multiple times, but uh, in this moment of sloppy wet tears, <laughs> like you know like how he loves sings, um, I love that line. But I just I accepted him as my Lord and Savior and uh, was baptized um, right here at Crosswind shortly after by my dear friend and student pastor at the time, Brian Solar, who's a friend of the show, you know, and works here at staff, but. Um, yeah, um, that was that was my journey of getting there, you know, re- being raised Christian home and um, being raised to know Jesus, but not until really that that moment of just sheer desperation, you know. Yeah, there's definitely um, a difference between knowing Jesus in the sense of an intellectual knowledge mm-hmm. of Him and uh, actually entering into that relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I was just reading the other day, Jonathan Edwards, who was sort of a, you know, a revivalist preacher here in the States, uh, pre-revolutionary war. Um, he liked to use the uh, illustration of honey. He said that you can know honey as far as its chemical compounds and all this mm-hmm. type of thing. That's an intellectual knowledge of it. Or you can taste it. <laughs> yeah. And he says, if you taste it, your experience is, is, is your knowledge of it. And, and both are essential. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a relationship with Christ, but but it sounds to me like he had this intellectual knowledge of yeah. Christ, and all of a sudden, you know, in the midst of what you would say is your lowest point, um, you you experience his love. Yeah, and that, that's just that's just beautiful. And by the way, I just want to echo: I am so thankful that you were ill-equipped. Yeah, um, to, to to carry out that act, and and um, and and so I, I celebrate your mm-hmm. life and, uh, and your life in Christ um, so much. Talk to me a little bit about, so you were raised in the church, so you have this Christian journey sort of even before you know Christ, but talk to me a little bit about, I'm always interested in knowing, sort of the spiritual disciplines, the spiritual exercises, the, the practices, if you will, of growing in Christ. Mm. How did they, how were they introduced to your life, you know, uh, how, how did it, what role did they play now type of thing in your spiritual journey? Yeah. Um, 
you know, early on in my life, uh, before that real moment of accepting him, my journey um, into getting into some of the some of those things, the spiritual disciplines, um, my my life at that time I thought was rather slow and stagnant in a way. Um, of course, we're talking about what prayer and Bible study, yeah, and prayer, yeah. Bible study, um, like journaling and yeah. uh, all that sharing stuff. Christ even. Yep. Right. Um, I was. I guess what I didn't realize till later was in those moments, kind of like taking in that intellect and stuff. I was, I was, I had daily time um, where, you know, I had a devotional Bible and um, like middle school and high school, like, you know, just growing up, I had that time. And so um, it was, my, my parents made it pretty clear that that, that that one-on-one time with God's important. And, um, and honestly, all the voices in, in my life at that time just, uh, were saying the same thing, you know. I was, I was blessed um, to have to have a handful of mentors in my life. I think of um, people uh, like Brian, who was my student pastor at the time, and um, people like my dad, my theater director. You know, there's just a handful of people. Um, my aunt and uncle, who just like s- same common message across the board that hey, your 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 study time, not just your study time, but your relationship, your one-on-one relationships, important. And then here, here's just a few things you can do to help with that. And, you know, those things were like study and journaling and, um, and stuff like that. So, um, I, I did some of those things and I think early on for me, it was, it was, I had a checklist mentality a little bit and, um, I was like, all right, well, I gotta, I gotta get up today and, uh, I gotta read, you know, um, and, and do this. And so I've, I've always been try to be very independent and um, asking people for, for guidance and help was something difficult, you know, dealing with um, wanting things to be perfect and stuff. There's pride that comes along with that. And so I, I didn't, I never was asking people, Hey, where should I read or what things should I do? And so I just, I set myself up for failure and I was like, all right, start from the beginning, you know? Um, And Man, just how far did you make it? So you start with Genesis. I don't think I made it into the New Testament. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> which is which is so tough because that's you know some could argue is where where some of the meat and potatoes of that the gospel message really gets into yes. gets into play. You know, um, numbers had to be hard. Numbers. I, that's probably where it ended. You know, <laughs> I don't know how many numbers I made in, but it was not a lot. Um, and so I was like, I was doing my due diligence and trying to study those things and make sure. notes and stuff, but it was. It was tough, you know, to know. Like I had people saying th- saying things to me, like, you know, sit down and focus focus on God, and the the words will jump out to you or whatever, and He'll show you things. And I'm like, King so and so had 745 people in this room, and I'm like, I don't, you know, that's not. It wasn't enriching your spirit. No, 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 not at that time. Um, and so fast forward just a little bit. I want to cap that question. Um, I. After that, after that moment of really accepting Christ and getting some guidance from from some of those people in my life and opening up to them, honestly, it had to start with me opening up to them and saying, "Look, I don't know where to read and I don't know what to what to do, and I just have this big book and whatever." And they gave me some pointers and some easily accessible, like some reading plans and stuff. And when it was at that moment when, like, I started off with with the Gospels, you know, and um, that's really when when stuff really started to jump out, you know, and God was putting things to memory and like, it was, it was really powerful getting to, uh, it's, it's crazy how just, just a few tips from some other people of like, you know, maybe, maybe read here, you know, yes, start here or whatever is, uh, 
it was really powerful. So yeah, I think I think as um, individuals who live with the scriptures now, the whole scriptures, mm-hmm. you know, and so you, know, you have the Old Testament was all there was when when Jesus was walking the earth, and then you have the New Testament that that you know obviously tells us about his life, and then of course the letters of Paul and John and Peter, you know, all these things are are, are put into the New Testament. And the New Testament is the best commentary of the Old Testament. Hmm. And so my first book I ever read, you know, is Job, yeah. which wasn't a good start either. I mean, no one told me where to start, and that wasn't their fault. I just didn't ask. Um, but, um, but you start to understand that if you start a New Testament, you go back to the Old Testament, and things just come alive. Hmm. But if you don't have the reference of the New Testament, the Old Testament just becomes history. Yeah. And it is history, hmm. but it's sacred history. And so, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from there, too. I... I I started in, a, in an unusual spot as well, and so I'm, I'm glad. Oh, you know, I, I think you know. Hopefully, people will be encouraged to realize, you know, a couple of parts of your testimony is just a need for other people, mm-hmm. and to be honest and say, I, I need some help here. Yeah, and I think it's hard for many of us, um, but it's essential. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is a question I love to ask: mm. spiritual conversations. If you could have a conversation with anybody, living or not living, right? Does that good? It could be way in the past, but it can't be Jesus because that would be the typical Sunday school. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to talk to Jesus yeah. right that way? Um, who would it be and why? You know, um, I didn't think this was going to be the toughest question, but it really, like, the more I thought about it, just the more the more people throughout time and people in my life, like, personally have jumped out to me. But I really took some time to think about it, and um, the the first person that, like, it was it was clear to me if I wasn't able to talk to Jesus, the first person was Paul. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, I I know that, that that could possibly be a common one, you know, his impact on, on just in Scripture and Romans and, oh, my goodness, it's, there's so much content there that's um, so applicable to, to life, you know. Um, I just... I his whole his whole thing about he was he was writing to um I think it was like the I think he was writing to the Canaanites or something but his whole it was Romans I can't remember but he's talking about why why do I do the things I don't want to do and um I do the things I don't want to do and the things I hate and um I I love just his terminology of like he starts off at saying that but he le- he leads to use words like hate and these things that I despise, why do I do these things? And why do why am I not doing the things I know are so important? And so the things I love, why am I, you know, and it's just, it really hits home, you know, um, especially now in my, in where I'm at in life and my spiritual walk of like now having worked in ministry for a while and like, not that, I don't know, working in ministry has opened my eyes to like knowing just how vital and important certain things are. And um, like study in those one-on-one relationships, and so it's it's it can be a daily struggle sometimes to to get frustrated at yourself and be like, why didn't I do these things, or why why am I not, why do I just so easily not want to do them? And so that that whole section in Romans that he was talking about is just super super valuable and super huge. And I, I remember reading that for the first time, and it was one of the first times that I was like, that was one of the first things that jumped out to me. Um, like I'd say my second go through, you know, through scripture of like, I'm like, I think he's, he's just being open and talking. And so just to hear from him, um, I'd also love to hear from him just like how, 
how did you focus on God when it was so difficult? And I, I have gone through far less compared to him. And so how did he, how did he do that? And like, what did God's voice sound like to you? You know, just so, so many questions, Absolutely. And, you know, that to hear him answer would be, would be huge. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I look at Paul, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And when I first came across that, you know, I was probably in high school and, uh, I thought, well, of course he's going to say that. It's Paul. Mm. But then when you really look at the whole context of Paul's writings, you realize he struggled. Like even the passage you were referring to, I mean, he's like deep in the mire of life. I mean, he's in a pit. And he's talking about these struggles and where the victory comes from. And you realize he's not saying, follow me as I follow Christ because I'm so good. Or I'm so far along. He's saying, no, I'm following Christ. Mm. And, And I may not be even further than you are, but you can still follow me as I follow Christ. Because I'm following Christ, yeah. And, and when I first realized that, it was it was like liberating to me to realize that it wasn't him saying, "I'm so perfect, you can follow me," and me saying, "Well, I could never be that perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I could." No, no, no. He's just saying, "I am following Christ." And if you look at my journey, the highs and lows and all of that, you'll find that I'm still following Him. And if yeah. you follow me, you're heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And we can all do that. We can yeah. all, you know, we can if we keep our eyes on Jesus. We can, and when we don't, we, if we're honest about it. Mm-hmm. Say, look, we're struggling with these things, and this is what I'm learning in my struggle. We can help people out immensely yeah. in their spiritual journey, you know. And um, Christ is perfect, and we point to Christ, we follow mm-hmm. Christ. But you know, the, the Paul writes right to the Corinthians. He says, you know, it's in our imperfect selves that the glory of God is shown. You know, that that in our weakness, God's strength is revealed all the mm-hmm. more, type of thing. And that's just that's powerful to me too, as you can tell. I'm a yeah. big Paul fan as well. So I um, if there. Just a quick plug, I think if there was one other person that I was able to talk to besides Paul, the, the other name I came up with was Peter. Oh, yeah. And I just, you know, st- such different, yeah. you know, biblical lives, you know, in history. But his, I, you know, if you've read, if you've read uh, the, accounts of, the accounts of Jesus' story and you know that Peter denied Christ, and um, that comes up, that whole account comes up in in the small group that I lead at student ministry all the time. Cause we talk about like, um, how, just how, how gut wrenching it must've been at, after those three times to, to like, to go to dinner and to see him. Like I, we were just talking about like that. Imagine, imagine his walk from after that moment to, to that, to that final time that they get to see him, you know, yeah. like, I don't know if I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have been able to make it hmm. to dinner, you know? And so just to hear, just to hear from him, like just a powerful testimony. You know? Well, Peter's interesting. I can relate to Peter because Peter's bold enough to, you know, some of the things Peter says that are recorded in scripture are some of the most amazing statements. Like he's the first to say, you're the Christ, yeah. right? And because he's bold, and he, you know, others probably wanted to say it, but Peter says it. Mm. I get that. I, I I'm bold with that type of stuff. I feel like, but the other part of it is, he also says some of the worst things. Like none of, <laughs> yeah. like you know, he's basically like, you're not going to die, and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You know, you're causing okay. me to stumble. And I get that too, because yeah. that's me. You know, sometimes when you just speak without thinking, or even think and think, should I say this? Um, yeah, sometimes people go, man, I wish I had said that. And, and sometimes they go, man, I'm glad I didn't say that. Hmm. And Peter's the same guy, you know. And so yeah. I, I look at him and go, I, 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 I feel like Peter would be like, Craig, yeah, yeah, you've tried to learn, you're learning the same lessons I learned as far as when to speak and not speak. So, yeah, yeah but definitely two, I mean, 
huge, huge uh, influences on our lives as we read the scriptures, mm-hmm. right? No way, no way to read the gospels and their writings without being influenced by those two. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's, that's powerful. Well, let me ask you this: as, as we wrap up sort of this first podcast, yep. and then um, you know, we'll in the next podcast start talking a little bit about what you do here at Crosswinds, your calling, those type of things. But um, what last words of advice would you give to the listeners? I mean, if you could pick, now I know you could give a ton of advice, but, and that's, that's a loaded question too, but you know, what, what's, what's one thing you'd say or a couple things you'd say to them as they're listening to you? Um, probably try turning it on and off again first. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's the technical that's director the, that's in you, right? That's the technical right? advice. That's how you can at least fix things, right? Yeah, Most yeah. Of the time. Is it a green light or a red light? Yeah, that's good. Um, no, I, uh, just coming from like, coming from that place of, of having to deal with some some dark stuff and and God helping me overcome those things and uh my whole story of faith, you know. Um there was a lot of times where I I knew what God wanted me to do and what God was calling me to do and I just felt ill-equipped. And it took me forever to to get this through my head or to learn it or whatever, but um I guess if there's if there's one thing um, as you're listening, like that hit me was if um, when you're following his lead and you're doing the things that he's called you to do, you are never ill-equipped, yeah. and um, he will give you everything that you need to glorify him. Um, you were created in his perfect image and designed to bring glory to his name, and with him you have what it takes, um, and. That's just it took it took me forever to even just remember that, you know, but we and we know like on our own, we don't we don't have what it takes to do to do most things. Um, But if we're following in him and doing the things that he's called us to do, then we're never we're never ill equipped. We have we have it, you know, and we we have what it takes to to succeed and to and to bring glory to his name. Yeah, the wild thing is, you know, we know as believers we're in Christ, mm. but we know because the Spirit indwells us, He's in us. Yeah. So I like to say us plus God's always a majority, right? I mean, that's just a powerful insight. Eliza, let me let me ask you this. I said one thing, but I'm going I'm to prod you for another piece of advice. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you were pretty open about the low-low that mm. you went through. And let's say someone's listening right now who's in that low-low. You know, maybe maybe they're considering ending it all. What would be like a piece of advice? Maybe, maybe it's a couple of things. What's a piece of advice you'd say to them? Say to help them choose a different alternative, right? Yeah. Um. It can be, especially, especially like in your teenage years. I, that's when it was the most difficult for me. You know, when you're experiencing life at a hundred miles an hour and things are changing and, um, it can be really difficult and dark and frustrating, but, um, you gotta know that he is still there and he still loves you. And the, the door to him is open, you know, always. And uh, um, if you're if you're feeling surrounded by darkness and just weighed down, um, I I can't I can't deny that you are maybe in in a space that feels that way. 
but um, there's a door out of it, and it's Jesus. And I can't, I can't, I can't give you the 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 ultimate piece of advice for whichever situation that it is that you are that is listening. But the the one solid thing that is always always there is Jesus, and um, he he wants to give you the things that you need to to get out of those spaces and you just you just got to walk through the door um i i was having a conversation with um with a with a with a student a while back who was just going through some really tough family stuff and um they i asked him I was like you know when you're when you're home and just like feeling these things and you're in like maybe say you're in your room just by yourself or whatever like uh, are the lights off, you know, like, or what, like what's going on? He's like, yeah, the, you know, it's dark in there and I don't, whatever. I'm like, turn some lights on, you know, <laughs> turn on some worship music. You know, it's, they're, they're, they're difficult choices sometimes, but, um, like just, yeah. Sometimes just, changing the environment. Yeah. Do like, do what you got to do to get up out of that space. You know, um, it's amazing what just, Honestly, what some fresh air and some some worship music will do to to get you up out of a spot. But um, yeah, I know it's a little rambly, but no, 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 that's good stuff, man. And, and I just you know as we sort of wrap up this podcast, and I want to invite you to be a part of our next podcast as we dig a little. I wouldn't say deeper, but go a little broader into your role here at Crosswinds and the things you're doing here. I, I just want to say to everybody, you know, I, you can probably just from this podcast know why. Uh, I feel it's a privilege not only to uh, call uh, Elijah a colleague here at Crosswinds, but a brother in Christ, and he's had a profound uh, influence on my youngest, Will. Uh, He is one of Will's mentors and uh, certainly um, uh, taught him much. And as a dad, uh, I'm thankful for people in my church family who can speak truth to my kids and, and, and now my grandkids. And Elijah, you're one of those individuals, so I thank you for that. And I, uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out. He's talked a little bit about being coming up through children and student ministry. Um, what he may talk about a little bit next is the work he still does now as a leader with children yeah. and student ministry. And uh, we have, uh, I can say this because I don't have any, uh, like any direct impact. Like, you know, two different teams work mm-hmm. with the children in the, in the student ministry. We have one of the best teams I can think of anywhere. Yeah, we do. Uh, ministry partners, that means paid unpaid staff. People of the church pouring into our children and our teens, and if you have a children teen or you're a ch- child or a teen, uh, man, don't don't miss out on on the opportunity of having people love on you and 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 care enough to to be honest and help you through life. Uh, we all need others, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful that Elijah is is has been that for my son and continues to be that to to many of our students here. And so for now, I I just want to encourage you again. Join us next week. You won't want to miss our continuing conversation with Elijah. And, and remember, check out crosswinds.church. That's where you find out all things Crosswinds. Uh, you'll find out when our youth nights are. You'll find out what's happening at, on a children's ministry, all things Crosswinds, our weekend services, all that stuff, crosswinds.church. But for now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.